Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Hey, everybody. Just a quick update for you, all my loyal listeners. Some of you have wondered where I disappeared to on Instagram. My Instagram account was hacked. So I built a new Instagram account. The link will be in the show notes, but I just didn't want to leave you guys high and dry like I just disappeared. Yeah, the the account was taken a couple days ago, and I just thought, might as well make a new account, start fresh. I may get the other account back. I may not, but I appreciate all of you and I want to be transparent with you and let you know that I have a new account. So please go follow that. It's Lance, L-A-N-C-E dot E-S-S-I-H-O-S, Lance dot E-C-O-S on Instagram. And yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, I'm going to do something different on this one have show more of my lifestyle, have a lot of podcasts, but I don't want it to be fully podcast focused. And I have a video as my first post kind of explaining that. So please go in, follow. I really appreciate you guys, all your support and share this with whoever needs to know. So thank you very much. Follow me on Instagram. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. If you're new here, welcome to the family. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Truly, truly appreciate all of you guys. We're growing. The show is getting to more people. We're making it happen. It's all because of you guys. So thank you. My next guest's name is Jacob Galea. He has transformed his life from a factory worker to success coach and mentor by using the power of the mind and tapping into his inner warrior that lies deep inside of all of us. He has trained thousands of people and spoken in front of huge audiences sharing his knowledge, wisdom, guidance, and secrets, and is now helping people and businesses all over the world become limitless and live with purpose. As a boardroom advisor and personal lifestyle coach, Jacob builds individuals, teams, and organizations as unstoppable corporate warriors. Jacob's personal charisma and passion for building tomorrow's leaders has now provided him with a platform for the world stage. He's an awesome dude. I wanted to read that because we get into some awesome conversation here, but I just wanted to definitely let you guys know what a powerhouse you're about to listen to and to make sure you listen to it right till the end. He, he knows a lot of shit and he's been through a lot and he's got a lot of success. So his mindset, and you can tell by his energy, why he's successful. You can tell a lot about when a lot of these interviews that I have, a lot of these conversations, it's their mindset. It's their outlook. It's how they show up. You can tell while they're successful. And after our conversation, I was clear that, that this guy is something special. So sit back, relax, get ready for an awesome conversation. Jacob Galea coming right up. All right, here we go. Jacob, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much for having me, Lance. I love hearing that accent, that Aussie accent, man. Reminds me of uh, being back home, my second home in Australia. <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. It's uh, you know the Aussie accent is one that stands out from the crowd, that's for sure. Yeah, and you're in Sydney, right? What part I am, of yes. Yeah. What uh, what uh, area? Are you? 
just in the city. My office is in the city, right, in the, right near the Opera House and right near the uh, Harbour Bridge. Ah, beautiful, man. Nice beautiful. spot. Have you always lived there? Did you grow up there? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I travel a lot for business, but always Sydney's home. Cool, man. Well, I would love to uh, give a little bit of insight in your in your background, man, and just kind of kind of how you got to where you are. So, you, what was it like for you growing up, man? Have you always been, you know, a hustler? Have you always been business mindset? Walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, you know, for me, it started. Uh, when I was about 13, 14, uh, I started martial arts and very quickly I rose through the ranks of Goju Karate. And I think that's where I learned my hustle. I think, you know, when, when you do martial arts, you, you really learn how to never give up and how to have a warrior mindset. So uh, very early in my career, I was fighting for New South Wales Karate uh, oh, nice. with a lot of really good warriors. And then I, I turned 19 and I, I got uh, an invitation to try out for the Australian karate team, which was really cool. And then I started competing for the Australian karate. And, you know, you, you know, Lance, from there, that's where you get that, that warrior mindset and the ethos of, of a gladiator. And it, that's where I learned techniques from the battlefield that I implement in the boardroom all over the world now. Yeah, isn't that the truth when you learn a discipline like that? And I was actually, I was looking forward to talking about the karate because there's so many lessons that you would learn in that discipline, right? And for you to become, you're a black belt, right? That's right, yes. I'm wow. a second down black belt. Wow. So, okay. That right there is massive because that takes so much dedication. Just first of all, aside from business, what yeah. are some of the things that were maybe at the time, or maybe you did realize at the time you didn't realize that were fundamental in your growth. And now you look back and you go, wow. You know, because sometimes when we're in these things, even as growing up, you know, I played hockey, I played high competitive sports, but I never realized the magnitude of what was going on and what I was learning yeah. until you yeah. look back later and you go, oh, wow, I, that, that was a huge benefit that is helping me now when it comes to teamwork 100%. and all that. What are some of the things that you learned from karate in that experience? Yeah, I think the first and foremost, Lance, is discipline. It's like, you know, you go into the dojo and you, we were training four to five times a week and you're practicing the same kick and punches a thousand times. It's like the discipline of just keep going and repeat and you don't realize. And then, you, and then when you go and run your own business, you didn't get into your own business world. It's like the discipline of repeat, the phone calls and the business development and the sales calls. And so there's this whole there's this whole ecosystem of, of, of discipline and, and then, and then you add courage to that. So, you know, martial arts obviously teaches you, you got to have a shitload of courage because you know, you're standing up against an opponent in the ring and this guy wants to, he wants to get you, man. He wants to knock you out. And if you don't have courage, you're gone and you've got to show this, you've got to show this warrior heart. So the business world is exactly the same. The business world is cutthroat. The business world is, you know, it's if you are not ready to punch on, with opponents and competition and take them down, you're finished. You're, you're going to hit the mat and go. So, you know, the, the, those really basic disciplines are, are, have been so important and I still use them today. You know, 25 years later uh, in my life, I, I, you know, when you, when you look at martial arts, like we do something in karate called a kata and in the kata, it's a pattern that you repeat over and over and over again of all your moves and you're practicing and, and you're practicing your breathing and, uh, and it's very meditative. And I still use those meditative techniques today to keep my mind and body as sharp as a rock and strong 
so that I can enter the you know the, the business world and I travel globally and I can be strong as a rock uh, to take on any challenge that comes my way, just like in the ring. Yeah, those disciplines, right? Discipline is got to be one of the number one factors, right? And that's the thing when you have a sport or a martial art, you have to be disciplined. Yeah. Right. And and it, I guess. I don't know. Nowadays, it's a, it's a cool time because people are starting to see, you know, how those things, how that spirituality, how that discipline of doing these different things can correlate with business life too. I think for a yes. while, there's a lot of like separate, you know, a lot of people didn't see the value in certain things that could be used in the business world, you know? Absolutely. And now it's kind of like they're becoming intertwined. Like you need one, you need that in business, you know, as far as being able to, handle stress, handle being able to have, you know, you know, a lot of staff or even, even the hardest thing yourself, get being able to get up and do the same thing every day. Because sometimes, you know, that's just your, your own, your own being is the one you have to tame, right? Absolutely. It's, you know, Lance, that's spot on. It's the, it's the, you know, who's your biggest component? It's you. You know, it's that inner beast that's always knocking at your door going, hey, man, you know, you can do better or I want to take you down. So, I mean, it, it's a, they call it, it's an inside job. Success is an inside job. So what, I guess the disciplines of something, and it doesn't have to be martial arts, Lance, but a sport for an entrepreneur, the disciplines of that, what it does is helps you be heightened and reach a level of, of Zen to to manage your, your, your yin and yang, you know, your day and night, your sun and moon, your, your in and outer world. And that's what my whole business is about. My whole business is about, you know, going into boardrooms and going into businesses. And when I'm on stage, it's helping people say, it's okay that you're going to have a day that's going to be like a rainy day. It's not going to be beer and Skittles every day. It's not going to be always sunny. It's what you do in those hurricanes and what you do in those other days that makes you a champion. And and, and that's why a lot of young entrepreneurs, you know, are getting wrong. I mean, they're, they're watching on social media, all these guys with the, the cars and the houses and the watches. And they like, hey, yeah, yeah, I want all that too. But what they don't realize is what did that guy go through to get that? What did he get? What did, what's he suffering? What did he have to give? Because you've got to give to get. And a lot of these guys are seeing these things and not realizing, hey, you know, what does it really take? You know, you know in martial arts, you know, 90% of people that go through martial arts, Lance, they never get their black belt. 90% of the people quit at brown belt. And that's like life. 90% of people in life get so close to the diamond, so close to the end, and it's too hard and they quit. And what, you know, what we want to do for a living is birth superhumans. And that's why I wrote my book, Birth of the Super You, which is all about how do I be a super version of me and not be like the 90% of the world, the masses, and be a quitter and give up because it's too hard. Why do you think that is? Why do you, why is that? Why is it because, why, why are they afraid? What is the reason for people stopping when they're, you know, three feet from gold or whatever that saying is? Or because it takes, you know, Lance, it's because it's, it, it, and it's quite simple, especially in business terminologies, it's because it, it, it takes so much, so much hard work to get to that last three feet. That's where the effort is. It's like, you know, when you, when you get your brown belt in martial arts and you get your senior grades in martial arts, your instructor and your sensei says, okay, just so you know, son, now you're a white belt. Now your training begins. You, you've just spent six years trying to get this black belt and you get it and they go, now you're a beginner. 
Now you're going to learn real martial arts. Everything you've learned before that were just the basics. And that's the three feet from gold. That's what happens in life too. It's like if you finally open your own business and you finally do what you want to do in life, you, you don't rest your hat and go, ah, I've made it. You go, holy shit, now the hard work begins. Now I've got to hustle because it's one thing to get to the top. It's another thing to stay at the top. Yeah, that's so true. What are, what are some of the, the core fundamentals that you do to stay disciplined and that you, you teach other people that are sort of like your non-negotiables for yeah. your day or life in Absolutely. general? For me, for me, first and foremost, it's uh, on an overview uh, of the entire ecosystem. It's get a mentor or get a coach because uh, whether you're in sport or you're in business and life, you need someone to hold you accountable. So, you know, in martial arts, our sensei held us accountable. Uh, in the business world, you usually have a boss or a business partner that holds you accountable. But get a mentor and coach because coaching and mentoring is a person that's got an outside view and, and a look at things that you can't see because you're too emotionally attached to. That's the first thing. Uh, daily disciplines that are really important, my man. Are like read every day, educate yourself, knowledge in all that you've got to be cultured. When you go to a business meeting, you know, when you go out, you've got, you've got to learn about a lot of things. You've got to learn, you know, you go to a business dinner, you want to be able to order a good bottle of wine and understand that. You want to be able to be cultured and, and talk about stocks and bonds and watches and, 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 and helping the poor people. So education for me every single day, no matter how busy I am, always try and educate myself daily on something that's going to help me help me be a better mentor to people out there. Uh, meditation is really important. And, you know, Lance, people have different views on meditation. Meditation doesn't mean that you have to sit on a rock and kumbaya like a, a Buddhist monk. That's just one of the types of meditation. But meditation for me is taking time out during the day. So, you know, uh, meditation could mean going to the gym and spending an hour where you're zenning out and you've got your headphones on and there's no emails and there's no phone calls and you're just in your zone where you can become the best version of you. So for me, it's like, it's, it's choose daily rituals that help you be stronger and sharper in the body and mind that on the outcome side will help you be a better man or a better business person. How does, how does somebody know what a good routine is for them? Like how does somebody know, like let's say you were, we were sitting down and I was asking you, all right, I need to build a routine for myself, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to do. What would you suggest? Find, find your rhythm. So a good, the, the thing about a routine, Lance, is everybody's routine's different because you've got to find what works for you. I've got to find what works for me. So what I would say to you is start doing things different and see what's working. And as you see what's working, so if you get up in the morning and go into the gym, gives you a better day in business, then do more of that. If you find out that in the morning for you, it's about going for a run at four o'clock or meditating or find your own rhythm. So I would say troll and error things, see what works for you, have a look at what gives you the best outcome. It really is a trial and error. And it's like in business, like, hey, if you're a morning person, do your calls in the morning, do your business in the morning, in the afternoon, do your paperwork. If you're an afternoon person, you, that's where you do your hustle, your grind, and that's where you close your deals. And in the morning, do your paperwork. So we all have an operating rhythm, yeah? Find your operating, operating rhythm and then whatever works for your operating rhythm, expand that, man, and expand that so big, so hard, so fast. Do more of what works. Find out what works. Write down in your notepad, all right, this worked for me today. 
this particular day for me that I had, I had the best results. Right, go back and say, what did I do today? Down to what did I eat? What did I drink? What vitamins did I take? What are all the things that work? If you have a really bad day, do exactly the same. Find out what did I do today that that day was stuffed up because I'm going to eliminate that. Mm-hmm. And then find your operating rhythm and then expand it, man. Yeah, do you, do you record a lot of stuff? Do you write down everything? Everything, Lance. I've got uh, in my briefcase, I've got uh, at least three notebooks. Uh, I've got a notepad, I've got a thought diary, and I've got a gratitude diary. So what I'm constantly doing is I write down notes in my notebook, and then I'll write down my thoughts from a meeting or, or during the day. And then at the end of the day, I'll write my gratitudes on what I'm grateful for. So writing is also very therapeutic, but also the brain, when you write something down, the brain remembers it a lot more than if you, if you don't write it down. So for me, writing is, it's, it's key and elemental to get things into your subconscious mind. Yeah, I'm the same. I, and say, I can't do it just on my phone. There's something about writing it down on physical paper you know, the old school way Absolutely. that, that just, there's something, something different about it. As much as I love the technology, it just something about putting it in my phone is just not the same, you know, but some people, they love that. And I guess whatever works for you, but I mean, it's, it's one of those like old school, <laughs> like the old yeah. school. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, you're going to, I think we're going to find as a, as a society now in a world lance that, in the next 10 years, I think a lot of old school techniques are going to be coming back. So for example, in business, you know, people have gone to sending emails and sending texts, but I think, you know, to me, the old school business of, Hey Lance, let's sit down. Let's have an espresso together. Let's talk. Let's get to know each other face to face. I think that old, that old operating rhythm that used to work is going to trump digital connections every day of the week because uh, the old school, the way that, you know, the, the way that the ancients, the ancient wisdom and intelligence that was put in place for me is the strongest form of communication on the planet. Yeah, because people are craving that real attention. It's like we want to have, we want to make things easier. We want to make everything automated, but then we lose the actual core human connection that we all crave and that we've had for years, you know, in tribes that go back, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. And all of a sudden we're just on these computers and we're not really interacting. This is great because you can at least speak to somebody, but you know, there's so many automation tools now that people don't have to do anything. You don't have to go buy groceries. You don't have to go to the bank. You don't have to go to the library. You don't have to go to the grocery store. So all these things that humans used to do, you know, interacting other than just business are all kind of automated now. Right. Absolutely. And I feel like these it's, things it's, will all come back in some way or another. It's building lazy humans, Lance. It's, yeah. it's what it's doing. Is it's building lazy humans. It's like, oh, I, I want some groceries. I'll send a text to my local you know, supermarket that'll deliver it. It's like, hell no. Get your ass, get in the car, go yeah. for a walk, pick your groceries, get out, clear your mind, and then come back. So I think you know, if, if, if people want to make it today, if people want to be the best they can, they've got to go back to old school strategies of connecting with people again and really being, you know, on a, I've got a quote that I use when I talk on stage around the world saying that everybody's connected, but no one's connecting. So, you know, everyone's connected to everyone. You know, I'm connected with you on Instagram. I'm connected with you on Facebook or LinkedIn, but no one's actually connecting and doing what heart to heart connection is. So uh, for me, it has to come back. I can see it coming back. Uh, and it, it, it's the way that the, the business and the world is done. It's human interaction 
will always trump, always trump any digital connection. Mm, I totally agree, man. I love hearing that too, because I enjoy going out and interacting with human beings. You know, it's, it's, but it's, it's crazy because you can get so caught up in being in, you know, if you work from home or in your office, you don't have to. And it's really important that we keep that human connection. It's really absolutely. And yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because it's, it's something that I believe too. Some people, some people may not agree, but I believe that a lot of that old, old school stuff that used to happen will come yeah. back, you know, even something as simple as, I don't know if this will, but I'm pretty sure it will. You know, when we used to go out and rent videos or rent DVDs, you know, it yes. was part of the night you get, you, you'd have a date or whatever you go, you go get your movie, you pick it out, you go get what, your snacks, you come home. That's like foreign to people now. Now it's just, watch it on the Netflix or whatever. But like that was part of the experience. And I feel like that sort of thing may come back. That, cause that was built into our, our culture for so long, yeah. you know? And it, it, was, it was super important. Then now it's kind of like, all right, I love the convenience of it, but I actually really liked that activity as well, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that were the best days, Lance. <laughs> So true, dude. So I want to circle back a little bit because we only, we touched about it. So you're in, you're in karate growing up now. Yeah. I want to talk about more what you did. What were you doing before you got into like business and entrepreneurship? Talk us, walk us through some of your like early days of, of work and kind of like the path that you took in order to get to where you are now. Yeah, sure. So look, I, um, I was always ambitious, Lance, like, yeah. you know, even at the age of 14, after school, I got a job in a pizzeria, which was close to home. So I learned very quickly about money and I learned very quickly about people and, and serving people. I worked in this pizzeria for a long time after school. And then I got an apprenticeship uh, in Sydney as a printer. And I worked for a great company in Sydney where I, I, was, I was printing magazines in the media space. And then this, intu in this intuitive thing happened, Lance. It's, it's really crazy. And I had this boss one day and he said, man, he said, you know, all these people in the office are talking about you. And when the client's coming down to do a press check, they're going, is Jacob going to be there? Jacob going to be there? He goes, you know, and, and I asked him, I said, well, what are those people doing? He said, well, they work in sales. And I said, well, I want to work in sales and I want to wear a suit like them. And I want to do that. And he said, well, you know, let, you know, maybe we'll have a, we'll have an opportunity for you one day. And about six months later, they approached me and said, listen, do you want to get off a printing press and get into sales? And, Lance, really, I didn't even know what sales was. Back then, I was, you know, 20 years old, and I said, yeah, I'll do it. And I, I developed very quickly in life a just-say-yes attitude. And I said, you know, I'll have a go. So uh, I got into sales. I started my journey in sales. And within two years, uh, I won a business scholarship. And I was the youngest guy in Fairfax Media uh, to, who was in a management program. So all their managers, really, their top-end managers were 50, 60, 70 years, years old. Uh, I was 22 years old and I was the youngest one they put through that program. And then I started working on some really major projects and some really bigger deals and the deal size got bigger and better. And then I joined a CEO group. So once a month I went with a bunch of CEOs who were business owners and we talked all things business and I did that outside of business hours as well. So, and then I, and then I started to get headhunted. So I'd get a phone call and a company say, listen, we've heard about you. How about you'd come and work for us? And I remember in one move, 
uh, I made over $80,000 more in my salary by being headhunted and jumping a company. And I took that role and I evolved and I, I, you know, I, I worked really hard in the corporate business sales role for about five years and got to the top. Uh, I, would, I had the scholarship. I was working with the best companies. I was a young guy making, you know, $250,000, $300,000 in sales with, out of commission. It was great. And then this inner voice sort of said to me, and I had some great mentors around me and said, Lance, you know, there's more, there's more to this. You can do more than this. And you, can you imagine, like, I'm 25 and I'm on $250,000 salary and commission. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, more than this? Are you joking? Like, really? And so what did I do? I, I chucked all that away. And uh, the next day I uh, opened my own consulting business and thought, you know what, if I'm that good in sales, I'm going to be able to train people and teach people what I do so they can be better in sales. And I started this consulting business and I went out and I started training people. And very quickly, my business started to get massive results. I very quickly got picked up in the media. So, uh, you know, you're for, you've, you've lived in Sydney. I was in the Sydney Morning Herald on the Financial Review and BRW and I was on Mix 106.5 Radio and everyone started really talking about what was this guy doing to get these amazing results and how was he helping these people live better lives. And then probably, you know, moving into that journey, I started getting celebrity clients. So out of Australia who would come for sessions and would want my mindset coaching and help them and did that. And then at the age of 30, I wrote my book. So I was traveling a lot in the corporate world and I was always on a plane. I was doing a lot of work international. So I wrote, I thought, well, I'm not going to waste this time. I'm going to put down the techniques I'm teaching people. And I wrote my book, Birth of the Super You. And the back half of that book gives you tips and tricks and techniques about how to become a super version of you. And uh, it's just been up, up, up from there. So, uh, and then I, I, uh, I got a, a great opportunity to travel to the US and I've been doing that every year. I've spoken on stage with Josh Altman and, and Luis from the show. Uh, I, I've, I've worked with the amazing James Harris from Million Dollar Listing in LA, which is great. And, and then such as some great people out of America. And I uh, just keep expanding. Uh, and helping people with my knowledge and wisdom be the best version of them. So uh, that's really the, the the journey in a nutshell, my man. Who's who's your mentor? Who is you? Who have you looked up to in that? Like getting into sales and getting into that realm. Was there somebody that was really you? You modeled yourself after that. You're like, I want to be like that, or a book, or somebody that sort of had that spark for you. Lance, I'm going to give you a really funny answer here, but it's the truth. But it's the truth, okay? okay. But I want to give you a really cool answer. Okay. I idled myself of Ari Gold of Entourage, right? Did you? That's yeah, awesome. hell yeah. So, no, no, no. This yeah, is, he's this awesome, is a, man. No, this is a true story. I, yeah. I was, I, when Entourage first came out, Jeremy Piven played this character of Ari Gold, and I, I, I watched this, this hustler and this guy in suits and this guy owned this agency and want to own a football club and, and, and be the guy he was. And, and I, I actually mirrored his characteristics, not in the asshole way, because in some of the shows, he was a bit of an yeah. ass, but yeah. um, I actually mirrored uh, and looked up to his, his drive and his passion. And I know it's based on a real guy out of Hollywood called Ari Gold, but I, I, I really adapted to a Hollywood character called Ari Gold. And I tell people like in my coaching sessions, I say, you know, yes, I had many mentors around me in, in Australia. And yes, I had many people that in business I would look up to. But mentors are not what you think. Sometimes mentors can be a character in a book. 
a character in a movie, someone that you that you relate to. And then I built my vision board and my character board around an Ari Gold character. I mean, why? Because look, let's look at the character, not the person, right? He's powerful. He's successful. He, he's actually a nice guy, but, and he wants to help a lot of people. He's always dressed well. He, he wants to be, he wants to own a football club. He wants to own the world. He had great relationships. So for me, it was like, and I, and I teach my clients this, there's no right or wrong here around who you, who you characterize yourself with. But that character of me was like, I wanted that guy's drive. I wanted that guy, you know, he was having hallway conversation with Lloyd that would give him his coffee because he had no time to talk. It was like, let's go. <laughs> so that he understood time mastery. And I, I remember walking through an office once about five years ago and my PA came and gave me a coffee when I walked in. And I said, walk with me because I've got no time. And, and I went, holy shit, I just ran the same scenario that I saw in a movie. Yeah, I'm getting there. So it was like, it's what vibe do you need yeah. to help you create the character you want to be? And for me, it was the energy. I'll use the word energy. It was the energy of the character Ari Gold from Entourage. Yeah, well, that also, the, the fact that it was a TV show and you could see and have that, it's, it's part of visualization. It's easier to visualize yourself when you can see what that would be like in real, in sort of like a real setting, right? Absolutely. Like, so having that, I, I agree with you. And I don't think there's many people out there that saw that situation, the way he dressed, the offices that yeah. wasn't, weren't like, Oh fuck, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta get this, something 100%. like this happening. And, 100%. And, and, and that lifestyle and being able to watch that show puts you in that high vibe feeling like, Hey, I could do this. And yeah. whatever works for you at visualizing, I think is great. And, and having that, I, I love that man, because you watch that show and you put yourself in real in yourself in those shoes and then it you know, becomes reality. I, I totally get it because of the visual of it as well. And, and I'm, sure and I'm massive on visualizations, yeah. Lance. So for me, you know, I teach this on stage, I teach this for a living is that if I yeah. can get that character or the energy of that character in my mind and my body and become that character and dress and talk and emulate it, then sooner or later I have to become a powerful businessman character like that so yeah. it would say you know yeah. and that's why i love podcasts like this and i love interviews like this because you can give the audience real talk no bullshit you can give them you know i think a lot of people that get interviewed they tell people what they want to hear and they give them yeah. what it's like give it give it the real answers and 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 that's the real answer man it's like find the you know if you're a martial artist and you know bruce lee was was the one for you great but you know most of my characters in martial arts was the guy who you know he was the guy with the eye patch and he was the he didn't want to follow disciplines and he got in the ring and just went bang and knocked them out it was like it was that power of it wasn't the goody goody two that did everything that they wanted to do so find a character of choice and become that character yeah it's super important it's different for everybody and yeah just be just being okay with sharing what works for you, right? You're right. Some people want, you know, say things because other people just to make it, you know, satisfy other people and say the right thing. But sometimes, yeah, like you really got to be true to yourself and each method works differently for everybody, right? Figure out the, the best way. And the best way to visualize, and this has been proven over and over, is to put yourself in that state of already having it. And the yeah. more visual you can have, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this too, to be able to project that vision of what you want, you know, of your future self and to already be feeling that you have that 
is so important. So if you can find a character in a movie or, or some sort of setting that you can be like, this is me and you can visualize what it'd be like. I mean, that's, that's, that's just going to bring up the level of visualization and manifestation in your life for sure. Right. And look at it in sport and in history, Lance, like let's look at someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Like, yeah. you know, he, he, he visualized himself as Conan the Barbarian. He visualized what he wanted his body to look like. Then we look at someone like Muhammad Ali, who not only used affirmation saying, I am the greatest way before he was, but visualized himself as that and became that. So I think a very serious conversation in here as well, that whether it's sport or business, that we really understand the process of what's happening because that visualization piece, you know, Schwarzenegger talked about this lot that, you know, he might have trained eight hours a day in the gym, but four hours, he was visualizing his body and he was visualizing his chest growing. He was visualizing all these things. But why don't people do that every day in their career and their life and visualize where they want to be? So character visualizing is really important because if you've got a character in your head and say, that's who I'm going to become, and you're watching that character and that character is moving in a way that you want to be. When you, when you put that in your subconscious mind, what happens is you, you build a, a neuro pathway from mind to body and you start carrying yourself like that person because you believe that you are that person. I mean, Will Smith uh, does this really well. I've yeah. watched a lot of interviews on Will Smith where when he did the movie Ali, that he was, he, he was so into the character that at times when they were off screen and someone would say, Will, Will, he wouldn't turn around because he, his name was Ali. It become the character living 24 seven. So there's a, there's a, there's a lot and a lot of proof out there yeah. and evidence out there of legends in this, who exist in this world today who have become who they have become from characterizing and visualizing and, and using affirmations. And for me, that's the game changer. How did I know who I wanted to become? How do I know what I wanted to be? And, and, and it creates a pathway to prosperity. Yeah, Conor McGregor did the same thing, man. He, he, literally, he literally created exactly what he said. But here's yeah. where people get confused. I think with the law of attraction, people get confused because they think you can say these things, but you also have to couple it with relentless work ethic. Yeah. Right? You, you, have to be, you have to have those visualizations. And then if you're doing those actions that align with that thing, it's eventually going to happen, right? Absolutely. Like, like you look at, let's break down Muhammad Ali, relentless work ethic. The guy was just like an absolute savage in the gym. He worked so hard. Yeah. He truly believed who he wanted to be was the best. So what did he do? He became the best. Will Smith, yeah. same thing. He talks about his work ethic. You hear these people just relentless. Conor McGregor, whoever has created this incredible legacy they are the hardest workers, the rock, the rock, you know, people like him. And uh, yeah. just these, these people, they, they, they talk about the visualization and they talk about how, how important it is, but they also back it up with that consistent, like you said, the discipline, the routine, when you couple yeah. those together, it's powerful, but it's almost like if you don't have the two, if, if you don't have the work ethic and the discipline, you can have all the visualization you want, but it's not going to happen. Or you can, right. you can have all the work ethic and the discipline, but if you don't have a roadmap to get where you want to go, then how are you going to get there? Absolutely. So it's like, it's, it's fascinating to hear these because you're so right. 
these 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 people who have become successful have literally created it and they've proven they have. it. it's they've, they've they have architecturally engineered and designed yeah people that have gone from and that's why Lance for me one of my favorite words in the world is the word alchemy because yeah. alchemy what alchemy is all about is taking lead and turning it into gold taking nothing turning into something and for me my uh, one of the greatest books I've, I've read is the alchemist by paulo coelho so good. and and will smith talks about this where you know this book is such an important book because the alchemist and and becoming an alchemist of your life means that you can take any situation and turn it into a better situation and you know from my my upbringing i wasn't you know there's a lot of very successful guys out there who are running big businesses and doing really well but they're trust fund babies all there you know they've been given a silver spoon for me you know i look up to the guys that are self-made that you know didn't have a dollar and nobody gave them anything and they had to hustle and they had to move and they had to grind and they had ups and downs and they you know people see your success but they didn't see the time when i couldn't afford to pay my credit card or i couldn't afford to go out on a business meeting and pay for a coffee people don't see that they see that oh, i'm a private jet brand ambassador and they see on instagram that i'm with the jets and i'm with yeah but what they don't realize is what did i have to do to become a character to actually get a private jet company in australia go we want you to represent us and that's the thing is that it's so much hard work you know i had to perfect the best version of me to sit in front of the ceo of a private jet company and say hey you need me as your private jet brand ambassador and here's 10 reasons why and for him to say absolutely let's do this so you know I don't really care about how much money someone makes or I don't really care of where they're brought up or their belief system or their background. All I care about is, is, is if they want to change their life from where they are to where they get, want to get to is if they have that plan and they've got the right attitude because attitude trumps skill every day of the week. If you've got the right attitude, you can get to whatever you, and, or, and, and as you said with Conor McGregor, if you've got the right work ethic with the right attitude, who's going to stop you? Because if you're going to work harder, you're going to work smarter if you're going to be the the guy that's working the hardest in the gym you're going to be the guy that's doing the longest business hours you're doing the most business phone calls the most podcasts with the best people who's going to stop you and if you get some competition behind you it's easier to beat them you know why work harder just work harder go harder lift heavier punch faster it's like that's the method of alchemy is if if because if you always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got and too many people trying to get a different result doing the same thing but it doesn't work like that so what you've got to do is if you want a different result you've got to be someone different and do something different otherwise you stay in the same spot yeah that's a great point what okay so as you're you you've probably as you've leveled up in each level you face a different level of challenges or yes. you know, the new struggles and you get better at it what is one of the biggest struggles that you face now that, okay, you've leveled up to a pretty high level that, you know, most people, most people won't get to like, what are some of the, the challenges, even though you sound, you have your discipline down, you've been through this, you've learned, you can teach. What are some things for you that are challenges that maybe someone doesn't see? They think, Oh, he doesn't have these that I have. You know, but what, as you level up, what has been like your biggest challenge that you're facing, maybe even today? I think, I think Lance, you know, it, it really doesn't matter what level 
someone's on, whether they're on level one in the game or level 100 of, as you say, of extreme success, success that some people in their lifetime will never reach. I think every level has its own challenges yeah. and has its own problems and has its own, I mean, do you think there's no problems at the top? Of course there is. Do you yeah. think there's no, do you think people at the top don't, I mean, if that was the case, why do you hear about people like, you know, if we look at Robin Williams or yeah. Anthony Bourdain or any of these yeah. I mean, people that were at the top of their game and had shows and, and were traveling the world and had, why, why do they then commit suicide? Why yeah. do they then? So this, this is an example of, it's, yeah. it's not, this is not a question around, at your level, do you have the same problems of people at a different level? This is a pro this is a question around. Everybody is human. Everybody is flesh and blood. Everybody has the same mental, you know, brain and capacity. What are the problems of the people? And can I tell you, most problems are the same problem. It's yeah. just, it's not about the problem, Lance. What is how the people at the top deal with the problem? So it's not like, hey, Jacob, you know, you're at a certain level. What are your challenges? Like, hey, Lance, yeah. let me say this to you. It doesn't matter what challenges I get. What matters is how I deal with those challenges, right? I now, love that, man. You know, and, and a lot of people won't talk the truth and tell you these kind of things, but it's the truth. It's not about the challenge. It's about, hey, when you get on a certain level, all that happens is your ability to deal with the challenge is a little bit more intelligent, a little bit more wiser. You you know, okay, you get on a certain level now and I've got a I have a challenge in my business or my life, right? I will pick up a great mentor, the phone to a great mentor and say, Hey, listen, what do I do in this situation? I need your help. Where probably someone five levels under might try and sort out themselves, might struggle, might start drinking alcohol, might start taking drugs or something to numb the pain. It doesn't work like that. What happens is it's just, it's the same problem. If you gave a guy up here and a guy down there the same problem, it's still the same problem. But how each of these people deal with the problem is the difference between excellence and mediocre. Yeah, I love that. I'm so glad you went there with that because that's so true, right? And a lot of people think that once you get here, it's like you're gonna, they're going to be waiting. That's it. You've made it welcome. There's no problems now. Like you're going to the, you know, like <laughs> the wizard of Oz or something. And it's no, you just, you level up and then there's, you just, there's a new set of, of challenges and you just become better equipped at, at dealing with it. It's just the tools that you have to deal with anything in life. Right. Look, Lance, I think what happens as you get on a different level, what I will say is this, is that you see, I couldn't even answer that, that, that question for you, but I'll tell you why. Because in my, on my level, I don't believe in challenges. Yeah. So when you ask me about challenges, my system shuts down. It's like the word can't. It doesn't exist in my world. So I love when, you, when, when you get to a certain level, when you say to me, hey, tell me about some of your challenges. If I, don't, if I don't live in a world where I see challenges, then challenges will never exist. There might be a few hurdles. But see, on a senior level, I don't do challenges. And if there is what the humans perceive as a challenge, I change my mindset into that's an opportunity and how do I use that opportunity to make me better? So it's all about how you perceive it. Not because absolutely. Because what happens is someone might on a lower level, as you said, someone might get the same problem and they might say, wow, I've got this big challenge. It's going to break me now. I could lose everything. Whereas if you get to a higher level, what you do is go great. I've got this opportunity. Now it's going to teach me how to not lose everything and how to be better. Now, what do I need to do? And that's the game changer, my boy. Yeah, the scarcity versus abundance mindset. 
Absolutely. Like, instead of like, what's oh, why is this happening to me? It's like, huh, what can I learn from this? What's how's this Absolutely. Making, how's this gonna make me better? Right? Just remember, I mean, one of my biggest sayings, and uh, I hope when when you do the tile of this and we put it on social media, this quote comes up, which is the days that break you are the days that make you. Awesome. That's it. You know, that's what we'll it's about. We'll make sure it's we about, use that one. You know, I mean, and that's, that's what I want for the people is I don't, when you're in a tournament and you're competing and you're in life and business and you've got those tough days that are about to break you, they're the days that make you. So instead of looking at it, man, I had a bad day. It's like, man, I, I had a day where I had the opportunity to bring out my inner alchemist and turn bad into good. That's what it's about. How do you, how do you help people who are lacking belief? Because essentially at the end of the day, you belief is the thing that'll drive you right? Yeah. You have to believe if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. How, how do you help people maybe, or who have you come across in your journey that, that are maybe lacking belief? They have this vision, they have this goal, but there's something inside of them. That's like, huh, maybe this isn't possible. You know, Lance, let me say this to you. It's, it's not, who have you come across that's like that? It's 95% of the people on the planet are like that, yeah? So my one of my ways was helping people overcome a belief issue was to write a book and say, hey, this is a guy that grew up in Sydney, Australia in an area called Fairfield that was really rough with gangsters and, 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 you know, and, 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 and low income and not a great area who was, you know, three weeks ago in in New York City, having a meeting with Gianni Russo from the Godfather movie original and, and talking to a celebrity that's been in over 34 movies. Like, hey, belief for me is, is, is to set the example. So it's to show them that anything is possible. Like, like I said, I've come from a place where I didn't grow up in an area that was, you know, like Rodeo Drive. It was more like the Bronx or Queens where, you know, it was a really rough area. And five weeks ago, I'm sitting in New York City talking to Gianni Russo from the Godfather movie about opportunities we're going to do together. How is that possible? I mean, I would have never have believed that even in my early twenties that I was going to meet that guy or that be possible. What happens is, is you have to understand the things that you want. You have to have the character in your mind of who I want to become. You have to visualize, you have to use your affirmation. You have to get some great mentors, great people around you. You have to educate yourself and be wise. I mean, I've read, 4,000 books and been to so many events and done so many things and invested so much money in my growth and development. And then you just have to have faith. I mean, I, try, I, I like the word faith over belief because faith is, uh, maybe because I'm more spiritual and more religious, but faith like for that. me is more powerful than belief. So if someone's belief system is a little bit low, I talk to them about faith and I say, look, you can operate from two platforms in life. You can operate from a platform of fear or a platform of faith. Now, most people are fearful. They're, what if I don't make money? What if it doesn't work out? What if this? I never doubted. I said, you know what? If I'm successful in martial arts and I'm successful as a young guy and I've got the belief in my heart that that's what I want to do, even if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to have the faith that it's going to work out. And I'm going to make it work out. But you think, what's the worst case scenario that can happen, right? So yeah. if someone in life, if someone in your audience is listening to this now, and they say, you know what, I've got a certain career. I might be a waitress or a waiter. And, I'll, and I've got a dream where I want to become a business person. And they think, I'm going to, I'm going to leave my waiter job 
to go and, and have a shot at this. What's the worst thing that can happen, Lance? If it doesn't work out, the worst thing that can happen, you can always go back to being a waiter. You can always go back to being a printer. But if you never have a go and you never know, it, it's faith that takes you through the doors of tomorrow. It's faith that helps you unlock and have wings to fly. So belief for me is more around a consciousness of faith and an intelligence of faith is it's yes you it's hard to believe you know i mean it's easy for a lot of people Lance, to say to your audience just believe you can achieve and it's going to happen it's like you know no i talk about this on my stages lance like you cannot kumbaya on a rock and meditate all day long and that red ferrari just turn up it doesn't happen like that i say to people try it like you said before it's hard work it's a work ethic it's doing what no one to do but in the middle of all that there's this magic intelligence called faith and you've got to have faith you've got to you know, this is where you got to get either a little bit spiritual or universal or religious where, and everybody's got their own ways, but you've either got to connect via prayer or connect via meditation or connect via uh, um, whatever people do to connect with this. And I can tell you in my journey, 100%, and the, the people that I talk to that are on that level that you talk about, there is a higher wisdom and there is a higher intelligence to tap into whatever you want to call it, you know, universal intelligence or the universe or God, it doesn't matter. But this is where you have to believe that that higher intelligence has got your back when you're committing everything to the task at hand. And there is this magic formula. There is this magic. There is this wizardry in helping you achieve that. And I think a lot of people need to learn how to tap into that depth. Mm. Did you ever on your, on your journey, have that scarcity mindset like oh shit what if i got to go back to when it was when i you know growing up in these areas you know because sometimes people that's where it comes in it's like if i lose everything i got to go back to to this and sometimes that helps people because you realize you go well really what's the worst that can happen when you identify that scarcity then you can just be like i'm not even afraid of it so you can allow yourself to grow more but did you ever have because I know a ton of people are, are scared to take that leap because they don't want to go back to that, that dark place that they were in. Did you ever go through yeah. that? Or was the discipline of karate, did that install the belief that, or the faith that you never had that? Or did that come sometimes? Look, of course. I mean, yeah. even I'm flesh and bone like everybody else. It, it's, yeah. it doesn't matter what level you get on. It doesn't matter what disciplines you have. When you're still human, of course, there's going to be a part of you that, that naturally says, what happens if this doesn't work out? I mean, that's yeah. just natural. That's just the, the law of probability. It's, it, it's natural to think like that because let me tell you, it's scary. It's, you know, if you're, if you're going into uncharted waters of, of a new career or a new podcast or a new stage or man, you know, at the end of the day, it's scary, but it, it's, it's the key is, is remembering why you're doing this and remember where you came from and said, and having this, this thought process of Lance, I ain't going back to Fairfield, buddy. I ain't going back to those guys. I mean, I could have taken two directions in my life. I could have gone down a road where a lot of my guys I went to, to school with are dead or in jail or, you know, it's like, or I could have gone down the other way where I worked in the pizza and the mentors taught me about money and entrepreneurship and success. It's like, well, when you look at those two worlds, you make a decision very quickly and go, yeah, you know, where do I want to play? And once you make that decision and you put that decision in your heart, the only thing you can do is follow that decision. But yeah, I mean, 
even look, Lance, you know, I'm not going to lie to your audience. Even today, and and even on a on a on a level of um, of excellence, you still wake up some mornings and you still have days going, you know, like what if now I've built this and what if that doesn't happen? I mean, it's yeah. it's just natural. Yeah. But I like that because what it does it it, it helps you just stay humble because. Yeah. You know, what, what happens is that people, when they get to certain levels and you see it in social media, they develop a hell of an ego and they develop, oh, I'm up here now and I'm too good for people and I dress like this and I drive like that. I mean, for me, the whole thing about success is success is something that you become so that you can help other people. Money is something that you can make. And in, in, in all my affirmations when I was young, it would be like, um, you know, dear God, please give me lots and lots of money so I can help lots and lots of people. Right? So it's all about the more you have, the more you want to give the heart that gives is the heart that gathers. So what, what is a conversation now about is about becoming humble and not getting stuck into a world of bullshit of I've got to drive that and I've got to wear that. I mean, you just be the best character that you can be and help as many people as you can help. That's the name of the game. Man. Love it. You're a very wise man. I love it, man. <laughs> Lots You're of good a wise man having this podcast. Let me tell you that helping a lot of people and a lot of people get to listen to your, your people and your words. Don't underestimate your power, man. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate that. And I just feel so blessed to be able to connect with people like yourself. And I, I learn a lot, man, from, from these conversations. <laughs> Selfishly, you know, I, I'm learning every single day. <laughs> now that's good that's what we want and and, and you know it. your learning is going to help a lot of your audiences yeah. and you know i love doing these podcasts you know and, and doing these things and giving my time for free so that we can help and get yeah. the word out if you and i can you know if we can help through this podcast help a hundred thousand people get one message from this that changes their life then you know i'm a happy guy man absolutely i completely agree where is the best place to find you and find more out about you where's the best place to check you out awesome so you can follow my journey on instagram which is jacob glare official you can uh, also jump on my website which is just www.jacobgalea.com or if you google me lucky enough to have a great google ranking and my my stuff's everywhere but um instagram i put a lot of my media stuff and a lot of my events that i help people on instagram but yeah, jump on, have a follow. And, uh, you know, I love your work, Lance. Good stuff. Hey man. Likewise. Likewise. If I'm in Sydney, we'll have to, we'll have to get together for a coffee. hundred <laughs> percent. Or if I'm in Vancouver, we'll do the same. Absolutely, man. So I always end it with one quote, but maybe it'll be the same quote that you said. What is one lesson that adversity has taught you? The days that break you are the days that make you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Perfect. You got that one just dialed in, huh? We got it. It's there. Yeah, it's, it's the gift, right? It's the medicine it is. we need is those hard days sometimes, man. That's we it. We don't see it at the time, but after we're like, oh, that's what I grew from, you know? So Just remember, in closing, diamonds are built under pressure. Love it. Awesome. All right. We're going to have all your, all your information in the show notes, nice and clear for everybody to check you out. And dude, really appreciate it. Awesome. You too, brother. Thank you so much. Jacob Galea, everybody. Thank you, everybody. I hope you guys got value from that. Check out Jacob. All his information is in the show notes. Please subscribe. Leave us a review. Let us know the impact that this show has made. Share it with a friend. Share it in a screenshot. Whatever you can do to share this thing and anybody that needs it. This is all about helping others out and maybe this may be the episode that could change somebody's life. 
or at least inspire them to think different. I love you guys. I appreciate you. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>